The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. We need to start building a new terminal immediately. That's according to the outgoing president of the Irish Airline Pilots Association, Evan Cullen. He's talking about Dublin Airport. That airport is expected to see a surge in passengers in the coming years. And according to Evan, the current two terminals will not accommodate everyone. Now, to talk about the demand for more capacity, I'm joined on the line by Kevin Byrne, a retired lieutenant colonel and airport and safety security auditor. Uh, Kevin, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Uh, we'll also be talking to Owen Curry, by the way, as well on this uh, topic. He is the editor of Air and Travel magazine, and we'll be talking to a local resident, uh, Neve Marr, about her concerns. But Kevin, first of all, what about the need for more capacity? Where do we stand at the moment? How many passengers have we going through? How many can the existing two terminals take? Well, now, uh, if you look back to 2019, the total for Dublin Airport was 33 million, which is quite a sizable chunk of people. And indeed, I contributed to some of these numbers myself by going in and out of the airport a few hundred times. But the figures for this year are probably in excess of 31 million. But the DAA says the two terminals together could handle up to 40. Now, I think at 40, things will be getting a little bit crowded in that regard. The difference between airlines and airports is significant, and not many people think on these terms. Um, An airline will look probably five years ahead because it has you know it has dynamic things to think about it's got to work out its its program and the COVID of course made a a total mishmash of all that but airports are more strategic they have to think as long as 15 and sometimes 18 or 20 years ahead because you know in this country especially we have to do planning we have to get the land we have to do all sorts of things and it is quite a, a lengthy process so planning ahead is what's going to happen we are an island nation as I mentioned many times we couldn't possibly accommodate the tourism by going by by sea even though some of our Green Party members might think so. We, we will rely on air for a long, long time and that's the way it's going to be and Dublin is the, is the leading edge of okay. our airports. Now, in, in terms of the rate of increase of uh, passenger travel, and we know with the Green Agenda and so on that maybe air yes. travel will be more limited in years to come, but uh, if uh, Kenny Jacobs, formerly of Ryanair, the CEO of the DAA, yes. says that the uh, two terminals can accommodate 40 million people, how soon might we hit that 40 million target? Well, I think in the next four or five years, because the, the demand for, for travel has become, you know, very, very noticeable in recent times. We've got all these campaigns from the tourist board and the airlines themselves to do marketing and bring numbers of people in here. And once the, the, the wealth stabilizes, people do and want to go on these short-term breaks, long-term breaks and long-haul travel. The number of airlines coming into the Dublin airport region proves that. We're coming from literally all over the world now and making connections that weren't done before. You have the International Airlines Group promoting uh, Dublin as a hub for North America and that's working quite well I think because we have pre-clearance in Dublin so the numbers are going to increase incrementally probably 2 million a year in which case we'll hit the 40 million in 5, 6, okay. 7 years time so therefore, and I mentioned 15 years is the plan for a terminal building Yeah, That's what I'm wondering if it takes 15 years from the get-go uh, to build a terminal building we will be way beyond the 40 million uh, even if we started today by the time yes, the, yes. The, they cut the tape in 15 years time and we can't afford to have the scenes where we can't handle the numbers. I mean, it was a very, very poor management to have people out on the street, literally, before the security. And the fact that it really annoyed me was the fact that we couldn't clean our own toilets in what is a, a major opening, you know, a fantastic facility for Dublin. And we have toilets that can't be cleaned because the staff can't be got. So we mm. do need to plan now. It can be done. And, uh, you know, the DAA are quite good at running airports. That's Orient International, sure. uh, one of the elements elsewhere. So we can do it at home for, for sure. Okay, but the the 
idea of the capacity of the airport, people think of restaurants and they've done something. Yeah. Kenny Jacobs has done something to improve the, the offerings in the two terminals uh, at the current time. We think of security and they've employed more staff, etc., etc., etc. But of course, aircraft have to come in and out. There's space on the apron, uh, the number of yeah, gates, I- how quickly you can turn around aircraft at the gate, if there's a technical delay, etc., etc. How close are we, and you're an airport auditor, how close are yeah. we to that particular uh, pinch point? Well, fairly close because you can pour concrete but you're going to end up with remote stands. Contact stands are expensive to make and they need a certain size and shape of terminal in that regard. I mean, uh, if you have, uh, you know, peak hours which has happened, I came in from Dubai last November for example and I looked out the window and I said to my wife, we're going to be here for 25 minutes and she says, how could you possibly know that? I said, because the stand where this 777 is going to park is occupied by an Aer Lingus A330 and 20 minutes later it pushed back because it was leaving on time. We'd got there Aer with a tailwind, but unfortunately there was no place to park the aircraft, so we, we hung around for 25 minutes until we could unload the aircraft. And that happens on a regular basis. It's just one of those things. Pouring concrete for remote stands is okay. Cheap airlines, or should I say, low-cost efficient airlines, like them because there's a less charge involved, but it means bussing people in and out. Yeah, so back the to the buses again. Yes, and that's not acceptable to certain people, and rightly so, because the standards required of, of handling now have got to a certain so, level. So Kevin, busing is a very you're conclusion, do we need uh, to start immediately on a third terminal? We, we certainly need to, to, to plan it. And by the way, if you had uh, an airport laid out like Dublin, which we do now, the ideal place to place the new terminal is between the two runways, probably somewhere west of where the air traffic system is now, the new air traffic control tower. That would be the ideal place to, uh, to, to place it. Who runs it is a matter it's, it's beyond my pay grade to make a statement in that regard. But there are airlines which could have a choice then. Do they go to terminal one, two or three, depending on what their need is and the type and size of aircraft? Yeah. And obviously, if we can't offer um, stands to aircraft and gates and so on, airlines will take their business elsewhere. It's quite likely they'll move somewhere else. But, you know, Dublin is a hub, has been and should remain so. So planning and sitting down and being intelligent about it is what we should be doing now in the year 2023. All right, Kevin, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Retired uh, and current Airport Safety and Security Auditor. Owen Corrie, Editor of Air and Travel Magazine. Owen, uh, what say you? Oh, uh, we certainly have to think of uh, a third terminal. They, we're already, by the way, uh, out of uh, numbers, the sort of numbers, 32, 33 million, where under the planning permission, we've, they've, uh, Dublin Airport have reached their cap. And the terms of the travelling planning uh, permission is that they should be uh, uh, put, submitting plans for a third terminal when they go beyond that. So we're at a, a point now where sometime this year, uh, the big decision on the third terminal will be ma- needs to be made. Dublin Airport saying, fine, we can make to 40 million on our existing two terminals. The previous uh, transport minister was a big fan of a third terminal on the western campus. Uh, it's undeveloped. It's 634 acres and it would change the front door of the airport from the M1 to the M2, which would um, solve a lot of traffic problems. What, uh, but that was the uh, that was then, mm. and this is now. Mm. I do think there'll be a 
certainly a rethink by the current administration. Yeah, um, the, the the problem, as Evan Cullen and indeed Kevin just adverted to, you know, these things take a long time in the planning. And if we're going to reach the 40 million capacity that DA can handle, they say, safely uh, in three or four years time, uh, we're going to be behind the curve. Absolutely. If we go beyond the 40 million and we won't have planned, we won't have uh, turned a sod, uh, we could be in a very constricted position. And we're looking at 80 million in 2050. That's the sort of long-term growth that's been uh, looked at. We wouldn't need a third terminal pot if the uh, what is now Terminal 1 had been better built. Uh, the way Dublin Airport evolved, that beautiful 1943 Desmond Fitzgerald, it's a listed building. You see it on the Skywalk on the way to the Ryanair gates. Mm. But then Leo Carroll's building in 1971, it was pretty much functional, but little bits were added onto it along the way. So you ended up in a very chaotic situation by the time the third, what is Terminal 2, the Clive Pascal building was opened in 2009. They're badly connected to Together, passengers have difficulty moving between them and the bags are of even greater difficulties. That leaves uh, Dublin Airport as it stands as a sort of an inverted C. And they're talking now about, you know, building six or eight new contact gates to the north of that. But even to move anywhere there, you're starting, you're talking about demolishing hangars. You're talking about uh, problems on the passenger side as well. What if you, in Dublin Airport are right, two terminals would be fine, but it's exactly like uh, the Heathrow situation where the, the old Terminal 1 in Heathrow, uh, Irish passengers will remember that n- nearly uh, nearly one and a half kilometres of a walk to get at your Irish flights. Um, that was eventually demolished when Terminal 5 was built. And what we've seen internationally is the likes of Terminal 5 in Heathrow, Terminal 2E and Charles de Gaulle, where a large terminal usually a satellite you get a sort of a train underground to get to a a middle area where contact gates are very easily put up if that was an option uh, for Dublin that was probably the way they should have gone and if they're thinking of a terminal uh, a a third terminal they would probably best do something like that and do it on the western side because the inherited uh, um, terminal what is now the terminal one is such a mess on right, the eastern side. All right, well, they need to start doing something fairly quickly. Uh, thanks very much to Owen Corrie, editor of Air and Travel magazine. Now, listening to all of that, probably with some dismay, is a local resident, Neve Mar. Neve, good morning. Uh, good morning, Pat. Thanks for having me on. So tell me, uh, what is your reaction to talk of a third terminal? I mean, it doesn't, uh, you know, automatically mean more noise disruption, but basically more people means more flights means more noise. Yeah, um, so Pat, um, obviously as most people know, since the North Hornway opened, there has been huge uproar amongst single uh, residents and the community regarding the operations of that runway. And uh, to be quite honest, as a member of St. Margaret's Ward Residence Committee and, uh, you know, uh, representing many other residents, I would say that we do not trust um, the DAA in terms of how they are planning things going forward. And as um, Kevin and Owen mentioned there, planning is so strategically important for such a development such as the airport. And at the moment, um, operations are not what was relayed to communities prior to the opening of the North Runway. And it's not just a few people being unexpectedly affected by this aircraft no- noise. It's a huge expanse of Fingal residents extending into Meath and Ashburn. And it's not being acknowledged and we're not getting engagement from the DA about this.
Um, in terms of conditions of planning, even as we stand, you know, there's a 65 limit uh, flight at night, which is integral to planning. Already, even last night, there were over 96 flights. You know, our quality of life has been adversely affected. Um, it has health implications for us. It is a cost to our health. You know, we're living with this at the moment. There are enforcement proceedings in place uh, with Fingal County Council and so on and legal issues. But, you know, the crux of it really is that, um, you know, we we want um, the, the airport to do well, you know, to expand. But there needs to be engagement with the local community. Mm. We need to be respected. You know, what's happening is an absolute disgrace. You know, it's it's immoral. It's wrong. You know, we just want to be included in these plans. We know the airport needs to expand, but it should be done properly. And it needs to be done in an appropriate way with the appropriate planning. Um, and that, that would be our main concern because that has not obviously um, catastrophically happened over the past eight months. Yeah. Uh, what would you say to, you know, deciding to start again, a new airport somewhere else? Uh, one of our listeners says, time to build a new airport out in North Meath, somewhere like Kells, on two national corridors, just like they did in Western Sydney with their airport there. Um, in terms of another airport, you'd know, like in terms of um, our, our friends in Shannon and so on, they're very interested in having um, more air traffic coming their way in the smaller airports in the country. Um, I know that the Dublin airport obviously is trying to be developed as a hub and everything is being concentrated and like comparable to any of the other major airports in, in Europe. And, um, you know, it, it has become a focus, but if an area is to become a focus, um, the airport have to take into account that local people are going to be affected. They need to account for having proper mitigation in place for those local people, people whether it be buyout, whether it be appropriate insulation, and uh, not just token insulation. They need to take care of the community. So even if everything has to happen in Dublin Airport, I would say again that they need to take care of the community. They need to take into account this has a major impact on our quality of life and on our health and on our children and that they need to actually have that mitigation in terms of paying for the mitigation you know um there is talk of how much the airport co- was, was to build how much it cost them um you know uh, you know cost savings and so on but you also have to take into account when you're making plans that there are people that are going to be adversely affected if you want to expand your business and the airport. And that just has not happened. Um, and unfortunately, we just feel completely blindsided. And again, coming back to the original issue, in terms of increasing capacity, we just want to be involved in that discussion. Okay. And we want Neve, engagement. thank you very much for your contribution. That's uh, a local resident to Dublin Airport, Neve Marr. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.